friends, we are here to break the boundaries between your yoga teachers and you. Welcome to Conversations with Yogis. Just a few teachers having a chat over coffee, all things yoga and real life. We're your hosts, Ashley and Melinda. Hey everyone, so we're back for our next episode and today we're going to talk about what our experience has been as yoga teachers coming out of the pandemic and back into teaching in with the public and how the landscape for teaching has changed and how we've adjusted, how how we needed to reinvent our business. Yes, we had to think about like, this is actually now going to be our business and actually we need to be on our own. And um, I think this is a valuable uh, learning curve for new teachers as well, because I don't know how they handle the pandemic when you actually didn't have experience, because at least we kind of had some experience a few years before. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I think uh, things change so much since that people have to realise you need to send out newsletters, you have to do your marketing, you have to do your accounting, you have to figure out how can you come away from being a teacher at the studio to be actually a self-employed yoga teacher who does her own things. Yeah. Because you need to go living in London. Yeah, and the landscape has changed a lot too because like we we were coming out of the pandemic with experience and connections to yoga studios and students. And then during the pandemic, I think a lot of people quit their jobs and took yoga teacher trainings and so there there's this huge influx of or first of all there was a huge outflux of all the experienced yoga teachers not all of them but like loads of them just disappeared from London and it was shocking I'm like so many regular teachers were gone I think it's a very good way of saying that actually it's quite hard to stay sustain a lifestyle in London as a yoga teacher, especially nowadays that we have to, teachers who at a second that's their second job or it's their side hustle to be a yoga teacher. Yeah. And yeah. there's us who is actually this is our main income, and uh, that's why we in a way we have to be inventive and do different things because the studio classes won't pay for our uh, rent, which is the truth. Yeah, so you're fu- you're a full time yoga teacher. Yes, I've been full time. So I for years I was doing modeling and then doing um, yoga on the side, and there was a point of like, okay, I'm going to be a full time yoga teacher, and it's quite scary because you know now they have to think about how many classes do I have to teach to make my rent, to eat, and not to feel like I'm counting the pennies at home. So <laughs> it, it it's very hard. So I would always recommend to people, if you're becoming a yoga teacher, don't just jump deep dive into being a teacher and teaching for studios because it's it's impossible. I even had to take up a job on a boat. I I mean, I was always, oh, my sisters always say that, oh, you're so lucky you didn't have to work anywhere, you could just be modeling and then you became a yoga teacher. And there was this point between modeling and being a yoga teacher when I had one class a week. That was right in the beginning. Yeah. And... I earned very little amount of money in every month and I realized I have 300 pounds in my account. I need to do something. <laughs> um, so my yeah. friends took me to work on a boat. So I had to, I worked on a boat four times a week just to get some cash and to make my life 
worthwhile <laughs> when I had to pay for my rent. So yeah, I did one time work on a boat. So I'm still lucky that I didn't do many like hard jobs like pubs until 2, 3 a.m. That was me. That was I me for sure. I did not do that. But, and also how do you teach at 6 a.m.? When you've been, I think we were talking about this on your episode that yeah. you've been out working and then go to the other class. But then what we also have in here is people working in finance and then teaching their classes after their work day, long work day. Yeah, that must be hard too. It's just an mm. exhausting mentally and uh, job and stressful job and then going to teach yoga on top of that where you're giving more energy. Yes, trying to give energy. It's like, it's really hard to strike a balance with this. And if you're going out and teaching a load of classes every week, then you're just like, we were talking on our previous episode, giving, giving, giving. So the landscape has changed a lot because there's been a load of new yoga teachers starting teaching. Competition in a way, but... Well, yeah, there, there is a lot of competition cause, because so many studios have closed. Yes. Which is really sad. It's, but they couldn't stay open because uh, this hybrid teaching model has formed where, you know, there's everything online now, which is so wonderful. I love it. There's so much opportunity online. Mm. But it has changed the experience in the studio. In my experience, anyway. Not in every place, but some places like... I think the gyms are a bit busier. I can understand why gyms are busier, because they offer more. They have the pools, the sauna, different type of classes. You can use the machines. So, in a way, I would choose to go to the gyms as well. But... um, and I think gyms are the ones that are actually not offering classes online. I find that Sony Studio does like hybrid classes nowadays. Yeah. That you have to teach a group of people there and then also you have the people online. I mean, I even did an audition where you had to do that. And I was like, I'm already very stressed because this is one of the biggest studios I wanted to get into. And then you asked me to teach people online, people here, and then in five minutes show my everything. So I think it's yeah. just so much pressure on you as a teacher. Also, most people don't put their camera on, which I can understand. You you want, don't want to be seen or anything. But as a teacher, if I can't see you, then there's not much I can give you. I can I'm like I don't even hear you. I can't see you. So I think it's just very hard to teach classes. You want to give all your energy to people who showed up and made the effort to come. And then you want to have the people at home for any reason they are at home. But if you can't see them, there's so much you can do for them. I think. Yeah, that's really true. The hybrid teaching, it's been interesting. Like, especially, well, at the, at the beginning, we weren't giving adjustments because of the social distancing, right? So I was standing on my mat, and because uh, people at home, unless they were really, like, experienced, they need a demonstration. So I had to demonstrate a little bit more, which... Is it's hard on your body, you know, if you're doing a number of classes a week. But that was okay because I was on my mat. I wasn't giving adjustments. Now I'm giving adjustments. So I'm walking around the room to the people who are there helping them. And then also you have to have this awareness of holding the space for the people online too. And, you know, inviting them as part of the class, which is important too. But like you said, sometimes you get people without the camera on if I know them, it's fine. Yeah. But sometimes you get a little no camera on message in the chat box, like, can you please demonstrate? I'm like, I don't even know if you're there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's hard. And also, I don't know if it's happened to you that the Zoom drops off and then you just feel bad that 
oh god, I lost the people online, what do I do? And you're trying to fix it. I have done like teaching and then trying to fix the Zoom and then teaching. Yeah. I can't actually teach like this. This is not a very good experience for anyone. No, it takes the flow away from the people in the room mm. because your energy has diverted and then the people online too, their their practice has been cut off too. So now they're all, you log back in, they're all on their computer trying to figure out what happened. Oh, God. And it's just, like, the flow in a class is super important. It's more impo- important than being able to do the postures. Mm. Because it maintains your sense of presence. It maintains this flow of energy. And you carry that feeling through with you till Shavasana. And if it's broken, you feel it. You're, you're immediately, like, in mm-hmm. that, like, frustration. This being said, I don't know what the solution is because... Online yoga is here to stay for sure. Yeah. Some people love it. They won't come to the studios. Yeah. I I love it that you can access people. Not that I practice online with anyone anymore. But if I wanted to, I could. Yeah. yeah. People in, in Puerto Rico. I mean, I had students who were in Australia. And like it was hard with the timings. But it was just how amazing I can teach someone live. Yeah. Who's in Australia. And I still have students who are living in Ireland. And I, I think it's just good because... You can practice with the people you want to practice and you don't have to go anywhere and travel so much. Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing. And um, it also gives us a, another venture of, okay, we can actually put classes on YouTube. We have to learn on how to record videos, how to trim, cut and yeah. adjust the sound. Make sure you're organizing a room that looks okay. I mean, I have to move my whole house to be able to record any videos. I mean, we did to record this podcast, too. Exactly. <laughs> Don't look at the mess. But now we know how to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it taught us a lot of things. And um, so, in a way, it's new ventures, new different things. Yeah. And it's taught me a huge new skill set. Like, I was not a techie person before the pandemic. I had anxiety when I sat down on my computer at month's end to do my invoicing okay. and, like, respond to an email. I couldn't, I'm like, this is not what a yogi would do. Mm-hmm. And I was so stuck in that way of thinking. I'm like, this isn't part of my practice. But yeah, it's not part of my yoga practice, but it is part of, if I want to have a business, you have to do those things. You have yeah. to do those tasks that you might not necessarily want to do. Like your emails, your accounting, your admin, your invoicing. You know, you learn how to, well, even what type of camera to buy to record videos because it needs to look more professional. Yes. And how to make a website. Yes. How to write a newsletter using a newsletter provider. Yes. Like, I actually really enjoy this work right now. It was a huge learning curve uh, because I was frustrated with my computer quite often. But I'm loving it now. I'm loving creating content and being like, I made this. I made it the way that I wanted it to be in a way that I know has helped me. And I hope that it helps people in a way that's authentic for me to teach. I don't have to change anything. There is a beauty in that, I think, when you can share your own words and people read it and it gets to people. Yeah. I mean, I do find the whole thing stressful. I mean... For me, marketing is the worst part. Is I used to love Instagram because I shared random bits of my house or, or things I, I seen because I traveled a lot. And um, but now I'm like I need I feel like I need to post about what I do so I it supports my business. So 
So in that sense of way, sometimes I just stop posting. But then I think I just need to um, shift my view about that. But I think that that's what business coaches are about, to help you shift your mindset about you actually sharing something that you believe in. As you say, like sometimes we talk about on our newsletter about what's happening in our lives and so many people can relate to it. And that's what we need to do. Share more of our authentic selves because people can relate. And I, I like to read those um, newsletters. But there's definitely a new skill set for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Different hats. I mean, I never thought I could make a website. I did have help in the beginning. Two of my friends helped me to set up a Squarespace. I was like, what the hell is Squarespace? And so it's, it, I'm so thankful because I had good friends who could help me with different, different things. Mm-hmm. But um, then I had to learn everything on my own. And I think since we've been working together on the retreats, we learned so much from each other of how, how you should be putting more effort into your social appearance or just how to talk to people about because for me even I love doing retreats I just want to do teach them it's like me talking about retreats to people has always been hard but I'm like I really want people to come to the retreats because we have so much fun we get to know each other but for me the point of like me saying come to my retreat has been always very hard yeah I hear you I think it's, it's just like we all different yeah and um you need to get these skill sets to be comfortable to know that you're actually doing something for others and they should be, they're coming because they want to be there, mm-hmm. not that you force them to come. Yeah, yeah. And now, how many years out of, of the pandemic are we? We're coming up two. Like, not completely out, but since the studio's open. Didn't they open in, like, May or June of 2021? I don't, I don't even remember. I think these three years have been... A mishmash in my head. I think it's been two years because I remember the pubs opened in April because <laughs> you could. That was like the first social thing you could do. No, you were allowed to go golfing. Mm-hmm. I remember going golfing <laughs> with my friend Lauren. Took total advantage of like being able to hang out with people outdoors. Yes. Uh, and actually do something. And we also cycled around a lot. And then, yeah, the studios opened in May or June. Yeah. And so we're coming up. It's May twenty twenty three. Now that we're recording this. Two years. Do you think it's back to the pre-pandemic normal in studios? No, absolutely not. Is so it? with the the hybrid teaching model is here to stay. Yes. For sure. Classes are different too. People want more space. So they're not Definitely. as packed. I think with the pandemic and the stop and start, stop and start with the lockdowns, it's just thrown people's off, uh, scheduling off so much and their habits. And with work and life balance and seeing your family and your friends, things like yoga get pushed aside until you're more steady with the other things that you have to do. Yes. And then your self-care comes in. People always push that to the side. Yes. Like, I've, I've done it many times and then you're like okay I need to do my practice I need to do my practice and come back so I mean they're busier than they were two years ago but it's just like it's not like it was before the first lockdown in any way shape or form definitely maybe at the gyms it is yes well I do think also like people trying to make up for the lost time to do more traveling and absolutely uh, which is good but also people work more. I mean, I've never seen so many burnt out people since we're coming out of lockdown. It was like 2021, everyone was like 
rush or pushing themselves to the limit, to the brim. And um, I always thought that since when are we working so hard that we actually don't have life and and don't take care of ourselves? And then like, oh, I forgot to again do my practice. Oh, I forgot to take some time off for myself. I have no day off because you wanted to make up for the lost money or the lost time with your friends and we're just doing too much. I feel like I'm, I'm definitely well, doing too much. So you think, I think it's fascinating. So we went through the whole lockdown thing when everyone had to slow down. Mm. And we're like, oh my gosh, I feel, you know, less burnt out, you know, stressed because of the uncertainty for sure. Mm. But recognizing the need for a work-life balance. And then yes. we've come out of it and you're right, like, so many of my students have told me how stressed they are, how burnt out they are, uh, how busy they are from work. Like, a lot of them have to put my class in their calendar so they don't get it blocked off as a meeting. Mm. Leave work, come to class, and then go back to work. And this is, like, an evening class, and they're going back to work till like, 10, 11 p.m., and then getting up in the morning and doing that again. Too many people doing that. I hear it all the time. and it, It's nuts. But what so is it are, are we expected to do more by our workplaces? I think everything is a little bit upside down. I mean, cost of living is going up. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. And in a funny way, since our pandemic, our payments from studios went down yeah. and never went back to pre-pandemic. No. So it's just like, I wonder if all the other people, do you have to work extra and actually not really being compensated for it or? Do they just make you work even harder? I, I don't know. Something is really out of balance. I feel like we are going to not good times in any part of life. And it's quite scary. Well, well the thing is, it's just unstable. Like yeah, even, even people with stable jobs, quote unquote, don't have that stability anymore. Like my friends who have Monday to Friday nine to five jobs, like it seems like they're switching jobs a lot lately. And then a lot of firms are doing mass firings. So even with that and that, like we know the instability because we're self-employed. Yeah. There every month is different. But could you imagine that? Like having to lose your one certain thing in life is I'm going to work. Like yeah, yeah one your day job and that that is a piece of security. You know, you have an income every month. Whether you like it or not is a different story, but it's a, a piece of security. And not having that cannot be a nice feeling. It has to be unsettling, I'm sure. Yeah, because yeah, we have many jobs in a way, and they have one because uh, we're yeah. working for different studios. Because I'm just like, even I had some classes that I thought that, oh, these are very stable classes, and they will be always there, just disappeared. Or even some workplaces, and I think during pandemic, I was like, oh, I think mindfulness and taking care of yourself is so important wellness we're gonna put money into this and we actually make this happen to our workers yeah but after lockdowns and everything happened i feel like now they're cutting because they have to cut costs somewhere so like where should we cut costs oh we don't need two yoga classes we don't need one one yoga class we actually can't afford this you know so i do feel like yeah that too that too Cut, you you always being, being cut everywhere. Yes, and you always one of the things being cut because it's a luxury. It sounds like a luxury item, which is quite sad. That how yoga became such a big business, and because London is expensive, yoga classes have to be expensive, and then therefore it became a luxury item that people mm. can not always afford, and that's why I find that as well. Like some classes now twenty two pounds, which I find is it's, it's. I mean, I can or understand. More. Yeah, that's the thing. You more. 
And I can understand you have to be paying your business rates and everything, but I'm like, £22? I, I could not afford myself to pay £22 for a class to attend. So it's just very hard to find this balance that you want to offer this to people. I mean, that's why we're actually trying to do the online classes still. Yeah, there's I, definitely a big, solution to being more affordable. Yes, online classes. Well, for example, like me, I teach uh, community classes near me. because, And then I was like, why don't you charge more for it? Because I was like, I mean, I could, but it still covers my expenses. And I'd rather have the people coming than me keep charging more to match the studio. Yeah, I think yoga just became very expensive. The yoga, you, there's so many yoga brands now, different yoga mats. So it, it's, it's, I don't really like it, I have to say. <laughs> I have to be honest. Because I just want to practice yoga in whatever clothes I'm wearing. Yeah. I don't want to create videos in nice beaches. I mean, they look nice and there's no problem with that. But that's where all the whole things are going. We're going more like showing off yoga and... and uh, Becoming capitalistic. Yeah, it's becoming capitalistic. And it's not about practicing and taking care of yourself. It's about, look, I can put my legs behind my head in my yeah. bikini. Mm, don't do that. But, yes. Yeah, I don't want to see that. No. <laughs> so I never want to be that person. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I'm changed if I'm going to do yoga in a bikini on the beach. There's no... If someone wants to do that, I have no problem with that. Yeah. But it's not, it's not, not my style. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah. But yes, yoga is changing, the world is changing, and we are here for it, and we're yeah. trying to find our way into it. Of yeah, we we're going to talk about that in another episode of just, like, community and yoga, and, you know, maybe how it could be more accessible and more affordable. Mm. It's it's an interesting topic that's talked about a lot, and I don't know if there's an answer to it. But, like, teaching after the pandemic, we have to... Uh, create a lot of I guess you can think about it as revenue streams for how you're functioning personally I I teach some studio classes yes I teach some classes at gyms I teach corporate yoga I teach private yoga I have a members area on my website I have okay. you know drop-in classes live classes that I run myself day retreats retreats day retreats yeah the regular retreats that we do yes and then workshops and courses so there's like all these different things happening at once organizing and i love it but yeah it's a bit it's a bit chaotic like you got to stay on top of it and sometimes i feel like i barely am but you know we just keep trucking on yeah and like that's the reality of teaching yoga now because i definitely wasn't doing this all before and then even our incentive for wanting to start the podcast is to be like we want to do another thing to meet people, to reach people, to talk about yoga, to expand our skill set and, you know, have these discussions about, like, how can we make this practice sustainable for everybody? Yes. Approachable, affordable. It's, yeah, I think um, there's so many things we can, we can talk about and uh, we can figure out or try to figure out together. And then, as we say, we're always open to any suggestions of anything you want to hear about or anything mm-hmm. you want to be covered because we need to talk. We need to connect. We're learning too. Definitely. You know, I've been teaching for 11 years. You've been teaching for eight. Yeah, we're still learning about this job every single day. Yes. Every time we teach a class, like everyone you talk to, you learn something new about this career path. And it's fascinating. Never gets boring. Never gets boring. I can tell you that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, we'll save that for uh, another episode. And thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next time. See you soon. See you. I'll hear you soon. <laughs> thanks for listening to the latest episode of our podcast. I also just wanted to let you all know that I will be teaching on a yoga and wellness retreat this upcoming November 2nd to 8th. We are headed to Madeira. It's a beautiful subtropical Portuguese island off the coast of Africa, so it gets year-round sun. I'm teaching alongside Carrie Flower. I'll be teaching all the yoga. Carrie will be doing breathwork sessions and Realm Retreats is hosting the event. We're staying at a five-star hotel called Pelharo Nature Estate and it looks stunning. I've seen all the pictures and the guys at Realm have been there and report back that it is just remarkable. And anyway, we're really looking forward to November already. Their restaurant, which is regarded as one of the best restaurants on the island, is doing all of our catering for us, so we're going to be very spoiled. Uh, If you would like to know more information about my retreat, please head to our Conversations with Yogis podcast website, and you'll find the links there, or you can check out my own website, ashleyarensyoga.com. Again, thank you for listening, and see you next time.